Hello, this is Shansi Amaniyi, host of MPE's Homeschool Hints podcast to encourage you wherever you may be on your homeschool journey. Today we're going to talk about how to homeschool during a school year when you're pregnant or you have little ones. Maybe they're babies, maybe they're toddlers, they're definitely not school age. And how do you juggle homeschooling, say, an older child who is in in school versus also keeping a watchful eye on the little one who's running underfoot? (laughs) So Crystal, would you like to um, say a few words about um, your experience doing exactly what I just described? Yes, little one's underfoot while you're trying to sit is quite interesting. I've noticed that if I want to do something that is harder, that I need to be more engaged with the child that's learning, I need to do it during a nap time. (laughs) If there is a nap time on the schedule for the tiny ones underfoot or the nursing baby, that is the time that I plow through the hardest thing. And it means that I have to give up laying on the couch sometimes. Maybe not because it's reading and I can lay on the couch and read. But if I do it during a nap time, then I'm winning Mm -hmm. because they can be quite interesting sometimes. I've also noticed that when we're sitting at the table, giving them something to do at the table. I would have children climb onto the table and start (laughs) dancing and all these things while I was trying to work with the one child that actually was, you know. Supposed to be learning. Supposed to be learning. (laughs) And and so I'd be like, oh, do you want to come and try and get them like, I mean, I've spent $10 on a, you know, kindergarten book for a two-year-old so that they felt like they were doing school from like (laughs) Sam's Club just because I'm like color on it, draw on it, whatever, but they felt like they were included or finding some other thing that they can only play with during that time and pulling it out, very helpful. I've also resorted to movies. I'm not gonna lie. I have got to places where the school-aged children need more time and I've tried all of the other outlets and then I go and I will be like, what movie can we watch right now? That would be great and learning. And I've found, you know, Word World is great. I'm like, I think that my kids learned their letters because I turned on Word World. Like, do you guys want to watch a movie? Now, the interesting thing is when your kids get older, they want to watch the movie also. It doesn't matter if it's Word World or if it's VeggieTales or whatever, you know, that we're picking. They're like, wait they're going to watch a movie. I want to go watch it. I'm like, it's literally for four-year-olds. And they're like, we don't care. I'm like, no, you can't go do that. But giving yourself those moments because you know that you need to work with this kid and they long for us to sit down and work with them. But also knowing like everyone's a little out of control right now and all my normal things aren't working. Like there's no nap time. There's no, which is real. They're like boycotting naps for the day or, you know, they won't sit still. Now they're being more of a distraction than Mm -hmm. like just coloring in this $10 book that makes them feel like they're part of the, you know, discussion or copying. I've copied the same page out of the workbook and given it to them and say, oh, look, you're doing the same thing, but not helped them at all. You know, like little tricks like that. But when you need to and you're like, turn on the Adventures in Odyssey for them to listen to and, you know, give them their little stuffed animals and set them out and be like, okay, now listen to the story and play with this right there. Don't move. (laughs) they're going to move. But, you know, (laughs) trying to think of those things. And when you can't think of the movie that will make you or the show that will make you feel good that they're watching it, you've already known. And that's their time. Mm -hmm. But 
your school age child will want to watch the movie also. <laughs> or even learning games on the iPad. You know, there's different ones and I can't think of them right now because I don't want to give my children iPads right now. We just broke one. So I'm no. kind of in this moment. But there's even learning games that they can sit down next to you and like, oh, click the buttons mm-hmm. and then they'll sit at the table and they'll do it. And that's fun because you don't normally take that out and they're still by you. Where they're not trying to like burn down the house, burn down the house, (laughs) overflow the toilet. Like (laughs) they're by you. So you're like, look, this is your special time. And of course, your older child is still going to be like, they're going to play on the iPad. I want to play it. It's like, oh, (laughs) what? Like, help us, Lord. (laughs) What kind of expectations would you say is realistic for someone who is juggling just so many kids? And tell me, when was the like, when you had like six under six? Or do you know like the, the maximum you had of like littles under a certain age? The number was always bigger of the number of children I had (laughs) based on the oldest number's age. So Uh there were six kids, five and under for a long time. Or, you know, seven kids, six and under. And there were no twins. They were all just like close in age. And I was like, wait a minute, how did they all get here? (laughs) Just kind of those moments. But yeah, a lot of kids underfoot that Mm -hmm. I was like, this is a lot of little people in diapers all at once. What would you say are some realistic expectations like for, you know, the times when there's been a diaper day? and everything goes out the window and suddenly they all need to use the toilet at the same time. I don't know about you, but that always seemed to happen in my family. What would you say are realistic expectations? Like for obvious reasons, you cannot sit down for like half an hour even Mm -hmm. and expect to knock out a subject. Did you find yourself having to, you know, spend five minutes here, five minutes there, anything along those lines? It was like little increments of time or today we're nature studying. (laughs) We're going to go outside. Uh I mean, especially when you're talking about six kids that are five and under and you're starting kindergarten Mm -hmm. or you know when I had even like first second third grade they're all teaching ish the same thing just building a little more upon it and so when those days hit when all of my tinies I mean you have days where your newborn is crying Mm -hmm. or your toddlers are having a fit about everything it was like the pink plate today was the thing (laughs) that set them over the edge and they will not stop crying and your nerves are just a mess right and so you have to go okay we need a change of scenery today is not the day to try to work with the older kids and there's still gonna learn and other days you'll have days where you're like is everyone really like are we really here <laughs> are we really okay why is everyone so good and those are the days that you can take extra time mm. and do like more than you wanted to do because you're kind of shocked and those days are real too on top of the days where everyone's crying or you didn't sleep mm. and when you don't sleep you can't necessarily sometimes sit down with the child and have any patience. You're like, I didn't sleep at all and I'm angry. And it's just because we actually need to eat and have sleep and have water. Like those are real needs for moms. And if we don't get our things, even if everyone else is like doing awesome, sometimes it's hard for us to push through. So I think learning the balance of like, there are days where there's extra time. I've even taken days when dad's home. If I feel like we need to do something extra, I'll be like, okay, Saturday, I need like two hours. (laughs) And communicating with that with your spouse, because Mm -hmm. this week hasn't gone, this month hasn't gone, everything's kind of out of whack. I want to take this one, these 
friends to and just goes to the library. You know, the dad will take everyone out of the house for a little bit and make room for that. Mm. I mean, learning to work together as a husband and wife, and I know not everyone's work together very well, or even asking your friend, like, mm-hmm. can you take all of my littles today? And I will, like, make space for your big kids or maybe that, you know, like, mm. just talking to friends. I've many times worked with my friends during the weekdays and been like, okay, if we divide and conquer this, <laughs> one of us is going to be overwhelmed with little kids. One of us is going to have all these school-aged kids. But it will be easier then, for today right. than having the dynamic of it and knowing that sometimes we need that and we can help one another in that. I can totally help somebody else's kid look through their math book and sit by them. And usually it's not like 10 kids, you know, mm-hmm. it's just a handful. And we all can sign up and talk about those things. So knowing those things in the little years was actually really helpful because my friend would be like, sweet, I'm going to put everyone in the car and we're going to go to the zoo and you're going to sit down and like work through stuff with the older kids and also like give them their snack break and let them play outside for a little bit. And then, you know, three hours, you are accomplishing a lot more, especially Mm. if you hadn't been for a while. I think that knowing you're going to have things, your kids are going to have things, you're not, you're waking up to the unknown every day. (laughs) It's like, okay, what are, what's on our plate today? Or like, you know, even stuff in your house will happen. Like, oh, today the fridge stopped working. So that's going to put everything. I mean, for moms, that's like shutting our whole day down. Mm -hmm. So now your kid is like, mom, you said you were going to read me this book and we were going to do this. And you're like, honey, today I'm going to be on the phone fixing the fridge. (laughs) It's not because I don't want to be with you. How about you? And then you give them something they're in charge of for someone else or whatever. But life Mm. is always constantly throwing us things that we have to give ourselves grace and ask the Lord for strength and new strategy because we don't know when our sleep's sleep's going to be like or what our, you know, our house, like the (laughs) roof is leaking or the basement's flooding or, you know, just all the things of life. And that's the beauty of homeschooling in that we can ebb and flow in it. We don't have to be stuck to it. We're like, when real life hits, we all can help one another out and we can put this aside for a minute or whatever and then pick it back up. (laughs) No, I love that because oftentimes, you know, we get so caught up in thinking, you know, homeschooling has to, you know, we have to follow the curriculum, but oftentimes the life lesson might be how to deal with the fridge (laughs) a broken fridge or something like that I know one mom said that she liked to write down you know what they actually did accomplish that day as opposed to what they did not and all the things that they were skipping out on did you find any similar coping strategies (laughs) yes I don't want to look at what I didn't do it will beat you up Mm -hmm. it will take you down but remembering the things that we did do and I had a friend who told me like she kept a journal by her bed Mm. so that when she wanted to put her feet up at the end of the day, (laughs) she's in her bed or kids are in bed, she could write it down. It wasn't in another spot where she had to get up and go get it. Like it was just, let me write it down at the end of the day. I just think that's genius. And I've tried. I'm not very good at being consistent with it. But yeah, just not looking at the things I didn't do Mm -hmm. and just being like, it's okay. Look what we did do. (laughs) I'm like the glass is half full lady. The optimism, like we're doing great. If I see that other side, it can bring me down and I'm like, that's it, I quit. We're, we stink at everything. We're never getting anything done. I, mm-hmm. I guess I'm either 
all in on either side. <laughs> As your children have gotten older, like obviously your your oldest one, have they been able to help sometimes with the younger ones? I know um, you touched upon it briefly earlier, but I know from other people they will actually schedule into their routine. You know, for example, half an hour my older child will be playing with this younger child while my middle child will be getting my undivided attention. Have you found anything like that that works for your family? I think I've went through seasons where it worked really well. Well, and mm-hmm. I found good pairings for my kids. Mm-hmm. I'm again looking at it like, okay, how are we going to do this? Because a lot of my older kids, their school load that they're mm-hmm. working on has and reading increased. through has increased and they don't have the capacity. So it's almost like my middle kids have a little more space that they're taking on like, okay, now you go play with that. But I've found that because you work that muscle and you look at it and every year, you know, you're kind of like, what does it look like? How much is on this person's plate? How can we make that work? with our family and what's going on. Mm -hmm. I have kids that want to teach other kids because I haven't pushed them so hard that that was the thing they had to do all the time. Like I've just take a step back. All right, we made it through that year. What can we do this year? And talking to them, bringing them into the conversation, especially older kids. Mm -hmm. So you don't feel like you're just pawning off something. You're inviting them into something just like we were invited into homeschooling and we're kind of wrestling with it. Like, "Ah!" you know, like, hey, would you like to sit down and help this kid with math? And sometimes I have some that love that. And they're like, actually, I want to make space for that. Or art time. I don't like art time. (laughs) I don't like crafts, Mm -hmm. but my oldest daughter loves crafts and she will think of it and she comes alive so she makes time in her schedule to do crafts with them and then I'm like just don't show me don't tell me I don't want to know but she loves it and so kind of letting them do something that they love to do I mean sometimes we don't always get to do what we love to do but making that bringing them into the conversation and yeah it does help when you need to work with Mm -hmm. Especially those sweet little middle kids that Mm -hmm. always kind of get left out. Paying attention to them and Mm -hmm. working on stuff with them while the older one is like, I love craft time or I love reading books out loud. Oh, please read books out loud. Absolutely. Anytime you want to grab all the little (laughs) children and read books. And siblings love hearing siblings Mm -hmm. read to one another. They will constantly bring her books now if you like make that space. It'll be like, okay, wow, another one? You know, kind of like how we feel sometimes. Yes. Curriculum and cycles. I know sometimes people are blown away by the concept that, you know, all curriculum options will generally follow the same style where they'll teach something one year and then they might cycle back to it in another year just in more detail and depth. So in a sense, it's not the end of the world if they don't get it the first time. There will be multiple opportunities to pick it up. Did that come true for you when you were, you know, homeschooling and you just those gap years or those years when, you know, things just for whatever reason, didn't flow according to plan. I think we've constantly cycled through things, whether Mm -hmm. even the curriculum ran (laughs) through it or not. Like, I've noticed that it will pick it back up and we'll look at it more. Or somebody will find an interest in a book and they'll want to start talking about it or something. Like, that's the beauty of being all together. Sometimes you have, like, this kid's using this type of curriculum and this kid's using this type of curriculum just based on their types of learning or whatever you could afford or, like, you know. And so then they'll bring it up again and everyone will be like, oh, I learned about that. Oh, did you show them this? Or did you watch this video? That was really cool. We learned about that. I've noticed that YouTube videos, like when my kids are doing history or geography or something, like everyone is there. (laughs) And even if they already know, they're like all watching it. I was trying to think of what the name. My kids just went through all this history stuff, American Uh history. 
everyone watched all of it. <laughs> I was like, all right, I guess we did American history today with the high schoolers' homework. And it was appropriate, obviously, mm-hmm. for all of them to watch. But you always find it recycling through and just like it's in the curriculum, but it is in conversation because we all hit those different points or, you know, the videos. Oh my gosh, the YouTube videos. They were always be like, I'm like, I never knew they would like this stuff. And then it opens new doors and they start talking about different people from history and mm. Anyways, that's the beauty about being all together is that you tend to go at the highest child's level and then all the little ones can brought up as opposed to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're learning so much from it. Right. My kids, especially history, that is so fun for all of them. I'm like, wow, this is great. <laughs> is there anything else you'd like to add just um, for someone who, you know, is considering homeschooling, but just with an age gap in general mm-hmm. um, or just lots of little kids? I'd say if you're think- you're considering homeschooling, like, mm-hmm. first off, do it. <laughs> like, it seems like it's a lot or overwhelming or how do I pick this or what do I do or whatever. But I think that that little invitation is the Holy Spirit into inviting us into enjoying our families and he loves family he put us with them like we were picked to be with our siblings in the same family and so that part is an exciting invitation Mm -hmm. like homeschooling is like this hey do you want to take your kids home I feel kind of tricked about (laughs) it about being all together Mm -hmm. but the beauty behind it is we're all together Mm -hmm. and he's knitting hearts together he's helping them love one another more than I loved my sister my friends were my reality my schedule my life was my reality it was all about me when I went to school and so bringing them all home makes it not necessarily about me it Mm. makes it about us Mm. it does make it about me in certain things But it makes it about us. And there's a hidden treasure in that. And little kids, as hard as they are, bring so much beauty and joy and safety, actually. Because I was thinking about my older kids and how they went to high school camp just a while ago. There were no little kids. So, of course, the conversations were different. But when we're all together, they're like, oh, the little kids. Like, they just think about stuff. There's safety and beauty in little and big. And it's Doesn't mean it's easy, but it's beautiful. Mm. And then we learn how to love, you know, the least (laughs) of these. (laughs) And they're frustrating me and they're breaking my stuff and they're writing on my papers. And But I'm going to love them anyway. Those are good character muscles for us to work through that we don't necessarily have when we're surrounded by our peers. Mm. Because that peer is not going to come over and like... You know, grab our stuff. And- no, <laughs> and like break it right there. I mean, there are bullies, but they're not like right. that prominent. Like little toddlers and babies, they're going to scream, and you're going to have to have extra patience. You're going to have to learn it. And it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like the pull and the invitation from the Lord is because He wants us, our hearts to be knit together and not to us to run to other things to make it about ourselves first, but to think about people mm-hmm. <laughs> and work with people. Yes that we're in close contact with. It's totally different than what I grew up with. And I just love watching the Lord write the story out. And it is hard sometimes. But again, when we lean in and we ask him for help, we get the craziest ideas sometimes at work. I mean, like, I'm sure that you ran into that. Like, really? I'll just do this during, you know, nap time and I'll give up my time and move it later or something. You're like, that doesn't make any. And then all of a sudden it makes sense or whatever it is. And that's, we're all doing this together. I don't actually know what it turns out to be. I don't have anybody that 
moved out of the house and how our hearts are knit. But I see it way different homeschooling my kids instead of I went to private school, my sister went to private school, and we're not very close still. Like the closeness of my kids is beautiful and our family walking in most of our time together is going to be when they're adults. I want to get there and enjoy it when we get there and not be like, mom, she was so mean and she just pushed the stuff at me and I didn't want to do it and I didn't go after their heart. This is like an invitation to something beautiful. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you are encouraged in your homeschool journey. Please continue the conversation with us on our website, midwesthomeschoolers.org, or email us at podcast at midwestparenteducators.org. We're also active on social media if you'd like to connect with us there. Thanks to Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com for providing this royalty-free song, Wholesome, which is licensed under creativecommons.org.